0: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the Porsche cool Podcast. It's a Wednesday here. It's a Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening, it's almost 6 p.m. It's a couple of weeks in advance I record these. Um, but this is Owner Stories number 81. Uh, and very, very shortly, I'm going to be joined uh, by Wyatt. And Wyatt's coming in from Tulsa in Oklahoma in the U.S. Uh, Wyatt's got a couple of Porsches. You would have seen that on his um, title. I think to date, Wyatt will be the youngest owner to date on owner stories i think white said he's only 25 but i'll let him tell us that when he comes on um apart from that i'd just like to say a big thank you for everyone that's uh, purchased the stickers the porsche cooled stickers uh, originally made as a gift for patreon members uh and i did a post on instagram a few weeks back and and quite a few people purchased them so thank you so much for that there are some left if you still want to buy a sticker just uh, send me a dm through instagram All right, let me get my equipment organized. I have to say I've had a bit of a struggle today. Everything that was supposed to be working today has decided not to work. Uh, As you can hear, I'm I'm losing my voice for a second. I don't know what's going on to that. Something weird is happening. Um, But yeah, a few technical difficulties, but let me just get Wyatt on the line from Tulsa in Oklahoma, and let's start talking about his Porsche Cooled Owner story. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I am now sorted. Everything's working. And now I'm joined. I'm going to get straight into it. I'm joined by Wyatt, and Wyatt's coming in from Tulsa. Is that how you pronounce it? Tulsa
1: yeah. in Oklahoma? Hi, Wyatt. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi. It, it's great to meet you, and I, I really like the podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And mm. and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you know what? I, I know you said in your message to me, um, and we're just talking a little bit off recording, but I, I didn't mention this, but you said in your message to me, you know, like if I had... If I had time, you'd like to come on and I have a lot of people. But, you know, I think your sort of story is what Owner Stories is all about. You know what I mean? Like, (coughs) you know, you're young. You know, you've got two different types of Porsches. People can see what's in the title. You know, you've got a transaxle and you've got a mid-engine. You've just told me about other cars. And I think that's what's interesting about about Owner Stories is about the, you know, the variety and and how you get into it. Especially for you, I think what the listeners are going to be interested in, how you got into it so young. Like it's just because of your car passion or or, you know, your love of Porsche, or how did it all happen? So let's start there, Wyatt. Let's start with that question. How did it all start for you? How did you start? I always say noticing Porsches, you know, did you have, you know, toys as a kid when you're much younger? Did you have posters on the wall? Did you have family members that had a a Porsche? How did it all start for you? And how did that, I guess, influence your car journey along the way?
1: Um, uh, Well, I I think I first noticed... uh Like, my earliest memory of Porsche is probably from, like, the 2006 movie Cars. Okay. And uh, there's a Porsche in that, and her name is Sally. And I remember, uh, like, my dad telling me that it was, you know, a rear-engine car and stuff like that. And uh, I thought that was cool. But uh, I've always kind of liked cars. Um, Like, uh, helping my dad work on things, because he's always got, you know, a car that's messing up. (laughs) <laughs> just like <laughs> just like old beaters and stuff like that right but uh yeah i uh my dad taught me how to work on cars whenever i was like uh kind of younger like i remember being like uh like 14 and helping him change out like shot, shocks and struts on my uh mom's car okay. and stuff like that but uh yeah it, uh just like growing up around like working on cars is really what uh what made me like them. So your dad works on cars for a living or it's just a hobby for him? No, uh, we're actually both airplane mechanics. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a hobby for us.
0: Okay. So you are mechanically minded. You do have that, that skill set. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, most of us, and let's, let's talk about it because you've got other cars and I didn't know that until we just spoke before. Mm -hmm. We all have to start somewhere. And most of us, you know, we're not going to start with a Porsche straight away. Your first car wasn't a Porsche, was it?
1: No, that'd be pretty cool, though. <laughs> uh, it was pretty far from a Porsche. <laughs>
0: so, what was what was the first what was the first memorable car that you owned? I mean, have you owned a lot of cars before? Uh, these yeah,
1: two? you have. Yeah, uh, yeah, just like uh, just like going through like project cars and stuff like that. And, but um, my my very first car was a uh, 1992 uh, Volvo 740 Station Wagon. And uh, it, it wasn't anything special, and uh, well, it really wasn't anything special. My dad got it for like hundred dollars. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, uh, and it, well, <laughs> it was uh, like it was nice having you know a car as soon as I got my license and stuff like that. And I just like driving, you know, just like getting out of the house and doing something. Yeah, I didn't have very much money, but like going out, going out to like get coffee or something like that was uh, like real nice whenever I was younger. Still is actually, yeah. So, did the Volvo give you the feeling of safety or reliability? Uh, definitely not reliability. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that thing was a beater, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, I, I never got in a car wreck or anything with it, but, uh, I, I mean, it felt solid. It felt like a tank, you know, but, uh, that just, uh, it, it left me stranded a couple of times, but no big deal.
0: <laughs> so was it easy to work on? Did you work on that car?
1: Um, I, I really didn't do much to it. I remember the, uh, like the bolt that held on the crank would strip out though and i would have to like tighten it to where the threads would hold it on a little bit until i would have to you know put it on again right but right. uh yeah we ended up uh scrapping that one but it, you know it was just like a 100 hundred dollar car okay. but yeah um what or i don't know if it was it, it was like a harmonic balance thing and right. like uh every now and then oh it, it turned into like an everyday thing a light would just come on and then you know you couldn't tighten the bolts anymore and it's like oh let's let's get rid of this thing time to give it away. Yeah. yeah. So what comes next? You had the Volvo. Yeah. Um, then, uh, uh, I went from a $100 car to a $500 car. So okay. we're already, you know, making steps. <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, 1995 BMW three eighteen is. I actually still have that car, but, uh, that was, uh, my first manual car and my dad taught me how to drive a manual. He also has like a 1995 M three. Oh, okay. Um, the E36 and, uh, uh, whenever i learned how to drive manual that was just like a. it made me really really like driving just because it was like so much more going on with it you know and like having control of the revs and stuff like that so
0: sorry what 318i what was the uh,
1: other? 318is is yeah. okay so that's two yeah. cool? uh yeah well the one that i have they also make a four-door one and then there's like the 318ti which here is like a, a weird sh- like uh compact hatchback kind of thing oh okay okay
0: so how long have you owned that car for uh
1: i got that car whenever i was i think i was 18
0: that's another that's another cool car though that's another car that's sort of being looked at again isn't it you know people sort of forgot about that one and now they're coming back to it because of the m3 because of the early m3s and that you know going up Mm -hmm. in price and the m5s are starting to look down the line a little bit aren't they at the more sportier versions of of those bmws from that era
1: yeah, the uh, the 318 IS, people don't really like those engines. Uh, the one that I have is an is a M42 engine. And uh, be, people say it's gutless, but I thought it was fine. You know, well, it was, I didn't really have much say if I liked it or not. It was my only really? car. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I still like it. But uh, I think that the uh, E36 is kind of like underappreciated because people really prefer the E46. And I get it. It's probably like, you know, it's a lot more modern. Yeah, But uh, I, I still really like, I, I really like the styling on the E36, even though, you know, it's, uh, it's not as timeless as like how the E30 looks or anything, but I still really like the way it looks.
0: So have you done a lot to your BMW? Because you still own it, right? So have you been fixing it up along the way or is it okay?
1: Yeah, uh, well, right now I've, <laughs> I actually took it to a shop and it's been there since uh, January 13th. trying to get the wow. ECU fixed. Yeah, it's, uh, the ECU got fried. And, oh, okay. You know, that's a bummer. But uh, yeah, I'm trying not to... Try not to give up on that car, but eventually, you know, probably, <laughs> probably have to. Have to give up? <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it can get fixed. All
0: right. So, that's like, is that like your day? So, that's kind of the one you use a lot, you, where you were, you, you can't, haven't been able to use it because it's in the shop. But Yeah. All right. So, you have the BM. The BM is a, where a lot of people seem to start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people who have been on owner stories have all started with Volkswagens or BMs. More so than Audis, actually. It's always Volkswagens and BMs seem to be the key. <laughs> mm-hmm um for obvious reasons for obvious reasons so what happens then you've got the bm is that yeah and, uh, is, yeah sorry go ahead
1: uh, uh yeah I, uh, I had the bmw but uh then i i uh like 940 i started like just like looking on craigslist for like 9 944s and 924s and stuff like that just cuz uh i really like the way that those ones look i just think they look sweet you know but uh i i found one uh I found a nine forty four local in uh, Tulsa. It was in a, uh, it was in East Tulsa, and we met a guy at a gas station, and uh, it, it was it was like uh, gold on brown interior, right? And it 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 was knocking and stuff. And my dad was like, "You you want to walk away from this one?" But I was kind of like, I was just stoked about it because I was like, "Oh, but I can I can afford it and I could fix it." But really, it would I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I'm glad my dad talked me out of it because you know it was a car with rod and on.
0: Because it's tempting, isn't it? Because the prices of 944s, not, I mean, not as much now, I guess, I guess there's still bargains to be had, but the price of 944s, mm-hmm. 924s and 928s, we can kind of say well, mm-hmm. was 928s, were quite cheap. You could get in very cheaply, right? You could just dive in and say, well, I've got a Porsche. But like you said, the issues that you're going to have with those cars and the cost that it's going to you know, cost you down the line, especially if you, if you don't do any of the mechanical work yourself, you know, you're, going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to be fried with the cost, really. But when you were looking for this, when you started looking on, on Craigslist, you said, or looking for the 944 or 924, that's what you wanted? You didn't want to find like a, a cheap 911? You 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 want. You were keen on the transaxle?
1: Um, uh, if there was a 911 in my price range, I, I would probably <laughs> jump on it. But my price range was really, really low. And this, okay. if, if there was a 911... Um, the one, the first one that I look at, looked at, I think was uh, twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't, yeah, because um, it was like probably like absolute bottom market for nine forty four. Was back. I, this was twenty seventeen, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was twenty seventeen. So you passed on that.
0: You passed on that one, mm-hmm. thanks to your dad. How long before you find another one that you go and look at?
1: About two months. Uh, I there was a one on Craigslist. It was uh, in Arkansas. So we did about like a two hour drive. I can't remember the town in Arkansas but uh we drove there 2 hours uh in my 318 and he was going to drive it back if I ended up he was going to drive my 318 back if we ended up getting the car mm-hmm. um and uh we go to this guy's shop and this uh the guy's name was Eric I and he was like uh like Eastern European or something he had a very uh thick accent and right. uh his shop was awesome he had he had a bunch of stuff in there he had like a uh some uh, like just like tube frame car that was just like a chassis with tubes around it that had a big V8 in it right and stuff like that like just just all sorts of crazy projects cuz he was, he was a fabricator or something but, oh, okay. uh, he had the 944 that he got from his cousin or brother i can't remember cuz the the cousin or brother was just like you know sitting on it not not fixing it up or anything and uh then you know The guy Eric got his hands on it, got it running, and was just you know trying to flip a car, right? But uh, yeah, this uh, yeah, this was in 2017, and I was working at Starbucks at the time. And this one was listed for like four thousand dollars, so more uh, expensive,
0: so better condition. Yeah,
1: Yeah, well, it was a lot better condition. Uh, Everything on it was uh, pretty good. Recently, actually, it I discovered some rust in the battery tray, so that'll have to be you know dealt with. But I mean, okay. besides that, I'm really happy with
0: it. Okay, so this is the car you purchased. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about that? We're jumping forward. We're <laughs> jumping forward, Wyatt. So this yeah. car, you're looking... So, okay, a couple of things. Was there a particular a year of a 944 you were looking for? Did you do research? Was there something in particular you were looking for? You wanted a manual?
1: Or you yeah, want I wanted a manual. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted? Um, Not really. I didn't even know the... Actually, I didn't even know the difference between like the uh, the late nine forty fours and the early nine forty fours. There's uh, in the middle of eighty five, they went to a different uh, dashboard, and there's like small things in the engine compartment that are different. I that would, <laughs> I kind of didn't really do that much research before then, but uh, I, I was just happy to to get it, and yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience.
0: So yours has the original dash, the more square, blocky kind of yeah. Ferrari-ish sort of dash. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I think I like that interior. It's a really cool interior.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, man, the later ones sure do look like a lot more modern compared to it, but I I think it's still fine. It's kind of, uh, the later ones look,
0: the later ones look 993 ish or or similar. I I don't know. There's something about the roundness inside, isn't there? They look, mm -hmm. they look a little bit sort of, you know, I I like your model. I like how it's like very, you know, it's like that sort of Italian car look in a way that's, it's really Mm. very, you know, it even looks, earlier the 90s when you look at it you know it could even be 80s yeah. you know what I mean or Not sorry not 80s I mean look 70s I should say not not yeah, 80s it's,
1: uh, I think it's just uh, I think the 924 uh, it's like very similar to that one that there might be a couple differences but I think that like some of the gauges and stuff are interchangeable right right mm-hmm.
0: alright so you find this car what do you do do you give the guy the, the deposit straight away do you say you know do you have to give it a once over do you and your dad check it out how do you how do you go about it
1: um, uh, yeah, we kind of just drove it and we thought it was pretty good. So we, we just gave him the cash and drove it home. We, uh, uh, he, he was like, uh, you can look under it, you know, on the lift if you want. And they're like, ah, oh, it's about to start, you know, pouring down. And the, the guy seemed solid. Like, uh, like the owner really sold himself or okay. yeah, the seller really sold himself well. And, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it was a pretty good deal and
0: just was jumped the- on it. Sorry, why? Was there something about the car though, that made you think, "Okay, this is the one?" Was it the body was in really good condition, was the interior, or was it just the guy selling it who was, you know, seemed to be trustworthy?
1: Um, uh, yeah, the 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 guy selling it and also just driving it and how how solid the engine sounded, okay. especially compared to the to the first one that we looked at. Yes. It was just so much better. It was like nine-day difference between the two.
0: Okay. So you're working in Starbucks, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you've got an 85,
0: let's tell the listeners exactly what you bought actually, because we haven't told them exactly what it is. Tell the listeners exactly what you, what you picked up, the year, the model and, and any options. I know it's hard with these early cars, but any options mm-hmm. that were fitted from the factory or even afterwards by previous owners.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, 1985, 944 and, uh, it's a white with black interior and, uh, eventually someone put uh Koni uh shocks on all four corners, shocks and struts on all four corners okay and uh it also has the turbo twist wheels on it which is uh okay it's kind of big for it but I think it I think it looks pretty cool I think that they're 19 inches
0: What are the standard wheels on those the ones with the circles are they the phone dial Yeah the
1: phone dial ones yeah I think that those I don't mind those Yeah I think they look pretty good I think that those those might Those are definitely smaller than nineteen because the nineteen is kind of it's cutting it close. I think they're probably (laughs) Uh,
0: seventeens, aren't they? I think they'd probably be seven. I don't even know for sure. I'd say. I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. seventeen. Are you tempted to get a pair of those? Those set of those wheels?
1: Um, if if they came up for a decent price, I might because then I could get a you know tire with more sidewall on it. Yeah, that'd be nice to have. But uh, I I like the Turbo Twist ones on it. Okay, so you've got your
0: you got your eighty-five nine four four. You pick it mm-hmm. up, you drive it back home. How long's the drive back when you when you pick it up?
1: about two hours, and it is one of the craziest storms ever, and I couldn't really? get the defrost to work on the car. <laughs> <laughs> so um and I was yeah, I was just like uh looking at the car that my dad's driving, taillights the entire way, and, and yeah, it was a crazy storm that day. <laughs> And how did
0: the car feel apart from that, apart from the storm?
1: Oh, great. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, was, I was super happy driving that thing home.
0: It's, yeah, because, it's your, you know, like, how old were you then? Were you 25 then or 24? Uh, I was
1: 19. 19.
0: Yeah. You were 19. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. 2017. So you're 19. So you got your first Porsche at 19. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, it, uh it it wasn't, you know, a perfect example, but it, it was mine, and I was super happy about it. And, uh, yeah, people had, because it was a Starbucks with a drive through. people would be like, who's 944? I was like, oh, it's mine, man.
0: <laughs> so tell me, what about, so five years of ownership, you still own, mm-hmm. this, is, this is your one of your current Porsches, five years of ownership. How much have you put into it? How many things, what have been the main things that have happened during those five years? Just, uh maintenance wise anything major
1: uh no nothing nothing major it's probably ready for a timing belt though so i'm gonna i'm gonna get on that and then recently i discovered the rust in the battery tray and i'm going to uh i'm probably gonna you know just pay someone to weld that because i i if i learned how to weld it probably wouldn't turn out the best right but um a power steering pump because it probably sat for a while so i changed that out and then also uh the thermo switch on the radiator uh it was running hot one day and it <laughs> i was like oh no I, right. I thought it was i thought it was you know something you know real bad like something something that's expensive going out but it was just a the thermo switch and I think, I think it was 26 bucks oh that's that. okay so
0: all yeah. your gauges all your gauges are working your clocks working your little digital clock
1: <laughs> yeah uh i don't think that that works but uh <laughs> yeah all the it has like an oil pressure gauge and a clock there The I think the clock just stays still, but, uh, everything else works. Oh, uh, and uh, th- actually the, uh, I had to, uh, re-solder the, uh, fuel level, uh, indicator. I resoldered that because okay. it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't ever accurate. It was, I think it was always empty actually. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, I didn't like, uh, not knowing how much gas I had, so that just yeah, had to be resoldered. That's not a good thing. Um, so,
0: so apart, so you do all the work yourself, why. So even with the timing belt, you'll be able to manage to do that. That's that's quite a big job, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, I actually asked a a shop uh, how much it would be, and they said like nine hundred dollars. And right. I think that the the belt itself really isn't cheap, but you also want to do the pulleys and stuff while you're in there, and maybe even the water pump. But uh, yeah, I, I could manage that myself. I There's a there's a lot of uh, resources online for for everything nine forty four really
0: right so apart from the apart from you know fixing the battery tray where the rust is, have you taken it to the shop for anything else apart from getting tires and things like that has anyone else had to do work on it? you've been able to manage most of it yourself
1: yeah yeah, I did all of it but uh, I wasn't I haven't been driving it for five years straight there's there's been times where I just park it too and right now it's just uh it's just in my shop because I found the rust and I right. it's just sitting there right now what else do you want to do to it though apart from
0: the service and the maintenance what else have you added to the 944 since you've since you've owned it have you done anything else to it
1: uh, no I've just I've, I've really just been driving it uh, I put tires on it once and then that's about it right how's the interior is it
0: in good good condition
1: um yeah it, it has cracks on the dashboard but like oh, okay. I put one of the uh, the carpet covers on it so i don't have to look at it
0: <laughs> i don't mind the i don't mind the cracks on the dashboard i don't know there's something about this like early 912s and 911s and 944s they, they always have that crack don't they yeah it's kind of like the character of that that generation in a way well mm-hmm. from the 60s to the 80s right they were just always cracking somewhere yeah <laughs> it was unavoidable so you've got a 944 so at the so you've got your bm mm-hmm. you've got one bmw you've got a 944 what do you get after the 940 what do you get next? Is there another Porsche or is there another BMW or something else?
1: Um I th- I can't remember. I think it was actually after uh I got the 944. My dad uh called me whenever I got off uh work and he was like, "Hey, uh there's a, a BMW 2002 oh, available, nice. uh, you know, somewhere in Jinx. And it's uh it it was also like bottom of market for 2002s around then. Well, actually probably not. Probably before then we got a pretty good deal on it um but uh he told me he had like a uh, he wanted me to go check it out and i was like man this thing is sweet and it's it's real you know old and patina and it's been uh you know driven and right. uh but i really like driving that car it was a uh 19 19- base 2002 yeah it's a 1974, which is the first year of the square headlights. People really like the round headlights for them, though, which is like '73 right. and earlier. But uh, this was like the oldest car I'd, I'd have I I had driven at the time, and it was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, they're a beautiful looking car, and you know Steve's uncle uh, Steve's uncle has a I think he's got a two double two TII or whatever it is. But they're always they've got issues with rust. How did you go with this one? Was there any rust? coming through oh the, yeah the bm yeah those bms are really bad for rust right
1: yeah um around the uh, around the trunk and stuff yeah it's a uh, you know swiss cheese really <laughs> but uh,
0: so this is a this is a work in progress then
1: yeah but it was also just like uh, just something to buy and drive you know like uh not we we weren't going to put it on like a rotisserie or, or anything and have like you know everything right. redone but it's just you know something something to drive
0: so you drive that one a lot yourself or your dad drives it?
1: Yeah, uh it it was my it was my dad's car but I I drove it a lot to work and stuff just because I was like, you know, 3 miles away but man, I sure did like driving that old car. It was just so it's much a fun. Beautiful shape
0: inside as well. It's mm-hmm. got the bigger steering wheel though, hasn't it? It's bigger steering wheel, but it's just something
1: I think yeah. the one that we have is a smaller one. There's oh, is it? the yeah, it's like an aftermarket steering wheel on it, I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, but uh I was driving that for uh, just like kind of like on occasion just like going to work and stuff like that and it uh like rack and pinion steering and stuff like that and it, it was just it's such a fun experience driving something old like that
0: yeah and it's it's older than you're than your 944
1: yeah it how, did it, like feel, it? how <laughs> did it feel though between
0: the two i guess there's a different category though isn't it you know what i mean but
1: yeah um there's a lot more uh like role in the 2002 for sure right. yeah yeah yeah, and um and the nine forty-four with the conies, it I think it it's probably set all the way to stiff, but that thing just feels like an arrow, you know. I've heard that from other owners who have been on
0: owner stories, how well it handles, how well the nine four fours and nine two fours handle. They really apparently handle super well, as do boxes mm-hmm. as well. But we know the, the early transaxles do actually feel pretty good on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the nine forty-four feels really good, especially yeah. And the seating position and everything too compared to the 318, you're sitting so much lower. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, it, it feels a lot more sporty just from the seating position and stuff like that, you know.
0: Okay, so you're driving around in, a, in your nine four, in, in your 944. You're driving around in the 2002. Mm-hmm. What comes next? Are we into the next Porsche?
1: I think that after that, uh, I started going to a AMT school for, you know, working on airplanes and stuff like that. And, uh, I drove the 944 and the 318 a little bit. Uh, but I was also just like driving my dad's truck back and forth to school. He had an old Mazda pickup truck. Right. But, uh, that during like that time I kind of just like put, uh, buying car. Oh, actually, no, there is a car. Uh, it was an $800 (laughs) E30. I was driving, I was driving that a lot. Um, and it was an automatic, it was a 19, uh, 1987, uh, 325e which is like an economy like a i think it's a lower compression engine how is the um, automatic on that uh you want the manual for sure yeah yeah for sure yeah. but uh it was fine
0: it was, so why why was that car purchased just for just because it was a good price or
1: <laughs> super good price and i uh i loved e30 so much because i was watching a you know like a, i think his name is uh, patrick Snyers. Is a it was like a Group B rally driver and he's right. doing you know crazy stuff in an M, in an M3 E30 M3 right and uh yeah I don't really want a two door M3 but this is a four door 325e uh it it's not the slowest car I've ever driven but uh not it's not the fastest for sure yeah
0: but they're a nice shape aren't they you know they are appealing yeah. because the shape is so you know it's aged so well it really has mm-hmm. aged really well that shape. All right, so BMs and Porsches. hmm What else? What comes next?
1: Um, uh, then uh, yeah, the, then uh, I was going to school, so it was mainly between a truck and the E30. And then, uh, oh, I'm trying to think, sorry. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I got my first job working on airplanes, uh, which uh, I think whenever I got the first paycheck, I immediately bought a new car. <laughs> <laughs> uh and i got a uh this was in 2019 i got a uh uh 2019 124 abart spider and okay. which is like uh yeah. you know the fiat that's built on the monster chassis yeah and uh that that was a mistake that, car that was, was a mistake not, yeah i mean it was fun to drive but uh the pressure plate cracked on me twice okay and I, that's not what I wanted from, you know, a new car. It felt bad.
0: <laughs> I'm actually just Googling it because I can't remember. Oh, okay. I don't know what it looked like now. So it's reasonably new then.
1: Yeah. and uh, Yeah. And it, uh, it left me stranded uh, once. And then I, I could, I, one day I was just like driving it and I smelled burnt clutch. Okay. I was like, okay, the pressure plate cracked again. Cause it's not like I'm, you know, I mean, I was driving it, you know, uh, enthusiastically, but I'm not, you know rip and burn out stop just eating a clutch but the pressure plate was cracking which i thought was weird right, you know, right. I, I don't know i don't know if it was like torque too much from the factory or right. what but it was, it was just a lemon so you had to get rid
0: of it you got rid of it pretty yeah. quickly
1: yeah um i i drove it for a year and then i got a uh, a 2020 challenger uh gt which is just a 3.6 uh v6 challenger four-door yeah two-door Two door. muscle car yeah uh it, it the, the slow <laughs> version of it but it was just a nice comfortable car to have there's you know no drama with it or anything and, i like how um, you
0: i like why how you started with with the bms and the german cars and you know and then you get the muscle car you don't start with the muscle car first a lot of people start with a muscle car before anything else and here yeah. you are, you've gone, you've gone the other way around.
1: So how I was went to the, the dark side.
0: how was the challenger? How was the challenger? Very,
1: very comfortable. Uh, but it, it wasn't a sports car, you know, it, it didn't feel like a sports car or anything like that. It, uh, I remember, uh, me and my girlfriend were going to uh, North Carolina. We, we drove from Tulsa to North Carolina. Uh, and it was like the most, you know, beautiful road going through tunnels and it had just rained. And there was like a you know, reflection on the road and it was, you know, great roads and it was windy and stuff. And I, I remember being like, man, I wish I was in something different. I wish I was in a sports car right now instead of this to enjoy it more. But I, it was still, it was still a fine car. Was that but a,
0: was that a new car when you purchased it or was used? What year yeah, it? it was
1: new, uh, it was 2020. New. All right. Yeah. And, uh, was, I, the I,
0: Abarth, was the Abarth new as well?
1: Yeah. It, which is such a shame because, you know, I wish it was more reliable. But it really wasn't because it could have been a fun car. I mean, it was a fun car whenever it was working, but it just left such a bad taste in my mouth.
0: How did you go when you got out of the bath? Let's just go back. Did you lose a lot of money?
1: Uh, yeah. This was, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This was. Well, it's like buying an alpha, right?
0: It's like buying a new alpha, right? It's a similar sort of thing.
1: If I only waited a little bit, I could have, uh, you know, made made. Probably got uh, got out of it for what I paid because right after I got the uh, challenger, the use prices started going crazy. Oh really? Yeah, because I mean here used cars uh, like Oh right, yeah. anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people really want cars. I like cars. the little ABAF,
0: the, the little fear, you know, the five nine five, whatever it is, or six nine five, the little tiny little I don't know if that's available in the US, the small one.
1: I yeah, we got co- the five hundreds here. Yeah, we those used to ones. have them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they look they look fast. They look like fun. I've never been in one, but they look like
1: fun. Yeah, one of my friends from a uh, Starbucks had one of those actually, and he took me out. and it, His was a I can't remember if his was if it was a five or a six speed, but uh, I th- uh, I remember really liking it whenever I was in it. It was very cool.
0: Yeah, they have like sports seats and you know manual the manual one, and they they kind of look like they could be fun go kartish, mm-hmm. bit like a yeah. <laughs> bit like a mini in a way. Yeah. Okay, the Challenger. Do you keep that for very long, or you still have it?
1: Uh, no, I, uh, that's what I traded for, uh, the next Porsche. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I had that for about two years or almost, almost two years, which, uh, is, uh, you know, not really smart to just like keep on taking hits from, from the negative equity. <laughs> New but,
0: cars, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess there's a pretty good market for challenges in the US, right? Or is there too many on the market where you still lose money?
1: Um, well right now I I uh I I got it for 31 and then they uh they bought it for 28 when I, I traded it in so oh, I really good. didn't take yeah I didn't take too big of a hit on it. Oh that's it. good. That's good. Which <laughs> Yeah it's, it's nice to not get totally Three eaten grand. Alive on that's something all right. for once. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're driving the Challenger. <clears throat> you said it doesn't mm-hmm. feel sporty enough. You go for a drive, you know, you went on a longer drive with your girlfriend it doesn't feel like a sports car. Is mm-hmm. this what makes you think then well I've got the 944, right? Mhm. It's a Porsche. Is this when you start thinking maybe I could get into a cheap 911? Is this where you start think, looking at the 9? Because we always get tempted by 911. I know the price is always a barrier. Mm-hmm. Do you start looking at 911s and wide or you think?
1: Yeah, I, I was looking at 911s and uh, yeah, just right out of the, the price range that I wanted. And I could probably find some. Well, there were uh, uh, examples in that were in my price range, but it's not the ones that you want. You know, kinda of, yeah. they it look like they've had the hardest lives on Earth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So you you're looking for your next Porsche. Mm-hmm. Um what do you start searching for? What do you start putting into the search?
1: Um uh, I was looking for a nine eight ones like boxsters or or caymans or a nine eight sevens. And there was a uh there was a boxster that uh i was originally going to look at and i uh this is how i uh met the salesman that like sold me the car that i got now but it was a uh 2014 boxster but it was an automatic which i kind of wasn't crazy about and it was like at the absolute top of my budget um uh, but it was pretty low mileage and stuff too so it was a you know a 981 9-8, boxster i guess because it was 2014 i think okay but uh, I decided to pass on that just because it, it was at like, you know, the top of my budget and it wasn't everything that I wanted, you right. know, because uh, I would have preferred a, you know, a Cayman, like I would prefer a hard top and I would prefer a manual. But, uh, so, so I passed on the automatic boxer. and then, uh, I guess it was like three or four months later, uh, the guy texted me and he was like, Hey, you know, we got a, uh, we got a 2008, uh, Cayman S coming in. Uh, it's not on the website yet, but if you want to look at it at first, you know, you can check it out. And I was like, sweet, th- that's exactly what I want, kind Perfect. of. And it was, you know, yeah, totally within, you know, my budget and everything.
0: So you uh, went to have a look at it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I looked at it and uh, we went on a test drive and I was like, oh, I really like this. <laughs> like, a, pro- like, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was just like uh, super happy with it on the test drive. I love the manual transmission on it. It felt so, yeah. so good. And just like, just like solid, you know, just how everything clicked in, uh, like going through all the gears felt great. The clutch felt great and the seating position and everything. I, I was very, I was really happy on the test drive, but I, I still wasn't sure if it, like, you know, if I wanted to trade like, you know, a, a new modern car for the risk of like, you know, you know, maintenance on a used car. So I had to think about it for a couple of days. Then I was like, uh, "Why not?" You know. <laughs> How were
0: the prices then of nine eight sevens?
1: Um. Uh, yeah, this was just about a month ago. Actually, oh, it was i was a month it. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been driving it like every day for like a month now. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's been super fun, but yeah the the prices are coming back up for them. They yeah. they used to be you know mid twenties. Uh, mine's a mine's and S. Okay. And, uh,
0: Tell the listeners I, exactly what you bought. Tell them
1: the year, yeah, the color, and the options that came
0: from the factory, and then we'll talk more about the. the yeah,
1: model. I uh, I got a uh, 2008 Cayman S, and it's in a meteor gray metallic, and uh, I'm I'm not sure about the wheels, but it's like the 19-inch multi-spoke wheels, and it comes with a, a Porsche active suspension, uh, Manit PASM. And uh, I'm not really sure about the other options for it. It says like thicker steering wheel or something in the in the list, but I don't ha- I don't have the paper with.
0: Okay. Was there any other? So I'm going to just tell the listeners now um, why your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're recording this a couple of weeks in advance, so all the listeners know I record these in advance. So, hopefully by the time this goes live, you'll have more images of your cars on your Instagram.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, got, I got a folder of, of photos that I should upload. Should yeah. up.
0: So, Wyatt's mm-hmm. Insta- Instagram is a really good one, actually. It's at y.it, which is Wyatt, it. Y. Yeah. Y. I'm not even following you. I'll follow you. I thought I was already following you. Sorry about that so oh, y.it so go and have a look at Wyatt's instagram at the moment he has got a picture you have got a picture of the of the um Cayman s on your um on your instagram and yeah, a I, got I can a, see i can see you is that your 944 in the in the slideshow as well yeah that's Y1? a
1: 944 and that's also my 318 there and oh yeah uh what's is, this other bmw in the front yeah that's an e21 that's a 1977 320 i knew i was forgetting cars that i got <laughs> uh but i got that and it had to have been 2020 it uh it doesn't run though i'd got it as a project for a good deal but it turned out to be a pretty big headache
0: <laughs> really i love the i love the front of those bms that
1: that early, that bm that series yeah they, man the e21 looks really yeah good. the e21 I, I i'm really not big like on the
0: e21. numbers but I, that front is just one of the fronts that i love that's the one you always see in the two door right the two door 6 series mm-hmm. or whatever and orange and greens um when I was searching through classic cars for sale last night, I came across a couple, I think. Very, very expensive though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'd really like an old 6 Series. This looks so sweet.
0: Okay, so you do the deal. You do the deal. On You have to think about it for a couple of days because you're trading from your Challenger, right, which is 2020, mm-hmm. modern, comfortable, fast, pretty fast, still fast. Not, yeah, fast not enough. As, yeah, not as fast as a top one, but still fast enough, right? And mm-hmm. then you go to an 08. And we all know the 08, 987 Cayman S. You know, I've got a 997 Carrera. Similar inside, 987s and 997s, the same sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Caymans have the dreaded IMS issue and ball scoring and all this sort of thing. Do you get any checks done on this card? Do you get a PPI done? Because obviously you're paying a little bit more money for this one. It's not super cheap. Mm-hmm. So what, um, what do you do to check it out,
1: What? If I was getting it from like an individual, or but this was this was from a Porsche dealership and in their in their used car thing. I don't know if it's you know certified pre-owned because I don't think it came with a warranty. Right. But uh, now nah, I didn't get a PPI. Like it, it, it just seemed seemed fine. You know, hopefully it doesn't end up breaking my heart. <laughs> but uh, I plan to have the board scoring checked out whenever I hit fifty thousand miles, which is like five thousand miles from now. I'm gonna have like you know full. I want everything to be looked through, you know, just so I'm not – because I do think about it, you know, but also uh, I'm not too worried about it because I think the, the board scoring and the IMS issues happens to like the very low mileage ones. That's what I've read at least, but you know, I can't know for sure.
0: So, I mean, yours is – that's pretty – I mean, I'm not saying it's low mileage, but that's still pretty good mileage, isn't it? 45,000 miles you said has got when you bought it. Yeah, Mm-mm. That's pretty good. So that's what, to our European listeners – what is that, 80,000 kilometers or something?
1: Yeah, close something to Something like yeah. that.
0: It's not that much. It's not that much. Um, and we all know the 987, uh, 997, you know, 08 is, is a better year to have. You know, the earlier years have the different sort of bearing and whatever, different IMS bearing. I don't want to get back into that again, but they have the different bearing. This has the more, the larger bearing. Yeah. Stronger bearing. So not as many issues. Could still happen, but only a small percentage of things could happen. So, what about the sound of it? Does it did it come with a sports exhaust? Did you say?
1: Uh, no, this one, uh, this one, I don't think has a sports exhaust. But you get, you get, it sounds great whenever the windows are down. But whenever the windows are up, I kind of do wish that there was a little bit more. But I might, I might find like an aftermarket exhaust for it, or if, if I can find a sports exhaust for it, because i like to keep. You know, if I could do OEM parts, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it is available. Except you'll be paying a lot of money for it. Because I yeah. know someone that did that in Australia to their nine nine seven. They got the um, the proper, you know, switchable button on the dash. Everything wide through, um, and it was a lot. It was actually a lot of money. But they wanted to do the same thing like you, just to keep it, keep it OEM.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. If it's too much, I would probably just like uh, just find something else. But is
0: is sound a big thing for you though? Is sound one of those important things in a car? Like, do you want it to sound? better than stock or it's not that important to you it's more the feeling of, of just driving the car in the hole you know
1: yeah uh to, to me it really is more about just like the feeling of driving it and uh i uh the apart that i had had the uh monza exhaust or whatever which is like a no muffler kind of thing and it sounded really mean but you know for a four-cylinder but uh it, it's not like the the thing that i think about most it's kind of just like a bonus
0: right right so you've had the car for a month mm-hmm What's the first, what's the impressions then after the month? Was it the right decision?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, whenever I was like debating about, you know, whether to, you know, get it or not, I was thinking, oh, what do I like about the Challenger? I like that it's comfortable and, you know, the, the air conditioning on it rules because it's, you know, a car built around an AC unit pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's not really what life isn't really about, you know, comfort and air conditioning. <laughs> But the, the the Cayman's been so much fun. But I guess when you
0: think about, it, you said you only lost, you know, three th- three thousand on the Challenger, right? Since you yeah. since you bought it, you enjoyed it, and now you've bought a, a Cayman S. And look, mm-hmm. you've bought a you've bought a good generation, right? The nine eight seven nine eight seven Cayman. You've got a manual. You've also got the S, which is even better. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great shape. It's only appreciating in value to that car. Like you, you're not going to lose on it on on this car. That's for sure
1: that that's what I was thinking also uh as far as like uh well I mean right now the the car the car market's really weird because you know normally I wouldn't I'd be taking a big hit on the challenger whenever I traded it in and i you know I told myself like oh if I you know, might as well strike now you know because <laughs> if, if I waited you know because we don't know what it's going to be like later use yeah, price used car prices might go totally down but yeah. uh Porsche seemed to be going up, and I, was, I was looking at the Classic dot com thing uh, just to see, like you know, <laughs> like you know, what, what I paid compared to other people. It's yeah. like, oh man, I should have gotten one in 2019. Even yeah, well, I, it, it's actually funny. Uh, on the uh, a bar subreddit, I posted a picture, and someone asked me, you know, what I thought about it. And this was two years ago. And I I replied to the guy. I was like, I like it, but. I do wonder if I should have gotten an early two thousands nine eleven or a, a late two thousands Cayman or something like that. Yeah, it's like, well, I kind of I totally forgot that I said that, and, and then I ended up with it. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what? What are the plans for the? What are the plans for the Cayman S? Any plans to do? Does it need anything? I mean, you've got a slightly new. You know, it's still a reasonably new car. We'll still yeah. call it reasonably new. It's in good condition i mean i can see by the photo it's it's a well-kept car is this a car that you're going to work on yourself or will you take it back to that to a porsche dealer and get them to check out and you know run it through their system and check things or, or are you just going to wholly do the work yourself
1: um uh, with this car i think that i might take it to like m- maybe not the dealership but like a porsche certified shop because uh it's different than the old, like it seems so much different than old stuff, you know, working on yeah. old cars is like, it's, it's a lot less intimidating, you know, and I, I could probably like, you know, figure it out, but I'd rather have, with this car, I'd rather have someone that, you know, does something like this every day with, you know, with like working on old cars, that's kind of just like a hobby.
0: Yeah. And are they good, um, in Tulsa, are they good Porsche specialists? Are they, is there a good Porsche community in Tulsa?
1: Um, I actually haven't really, really looked for like a, you know, a a port. Well, actually, no, I did look for a Porsche Tulsa club on Facebook and I couldn't find anything, but there's like an Oklahoma, you know, uh, is it, is a PCA. Okay. Uh, uh, Porsche club America chapter. I'm pretty sure. Right. But, uh, I've, I haven't like really looked into joining it. I've just been, you know, seeing if like there, there is like something like that, but I think that there's actually like a Facebook page that might be like. 987 owners of Oklahoma, I think okay. I may have saw. So
0: what about the specialist, though? What about someone to take the car to? You wouldn't take it to I, the dealer. Are you going to take it to a Porsche specialist?
1: Yeah, there's a, there's one shop that, uh, it's actually the guy that's had my car that's, you know, figuring out the ECU. Uh, okay. Uh, I think he works on them. Well, on, on the website it says that, you know, they're, they're Porsche certified or Porsche, specialize in Porsches and BMWs and stuff like that.
0: And what about like the main sort of things, the the main sort of consumable things when you bought the car Were the brakes, you know, the brakes and the tires and everything like that. Okay. Or did they need, um, replacing,
1: um, the tires did. And, uh, I didn't really negotiate on the price with them because like, uh, well, I, I just didn't, (laughs) but, uh, with, uh, I got new tires in all four corners and we, we made a deal. It's like, I pay for one and then they get the other three. So that was pretty sweet.
0: The tires weren't from 2008, were they?
1: No, they were from uh, 2015. Okay, but, uh, right. yeah, uh Yeah, not too bad. It's whenever I graduated high school.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: <laughs> so, it seems, so it seems like kind of a long time for tires, but they were Continentals, and I guess that those are good for, uh, you know, I think that the rate like, on their website it says they're good for 10 years, but I, I still would want something newer, and now it has uh, Pirelli's on it. Okay.
0: What, so what came from the factory, Michelin's or Pirelli's?
1: I wonder what it might have been. That. Continental. Continental was it? Is that what you said, it, Continental. It, it might be, but I'm not 100 percent sure. That, that's right. what it had whenever I got it. But you know, they, those tires were from 2015. But yeah, I'm
0: not sure. So how does the how does the Cayman S then? So now you've got a you've got a transaxle and you've got a mid-engine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all you need is one more. You need the rear engine. You need the 911 yep. to add to the group. How does the driving feel? How does it feel between the the difference between the there's a lot of years between these cars you know eighty five to 08. so there's a lot mm-hmm. of years between it but how does the the feel of the car feel from your transaxle nine four four and and your mid engine nine uh, eight seven
1: they both feel very planted in a similar way but there's definitely it you definitely hear the noise from behind you and stuff like you know things like that in the Cayman compared to the nine forty four but it it uh they're similar as in the sense of they're planted, this, like in a similar way, but there's just so much more, uh, I don't know if the right word is, like mechanical grip with the, uh, with the Cayman, but you can get away with a lot more in the Cayman than the 944, I feel like.
0: Okay. Because the Cayman has, is a lot rawer, isn't it? Like the sound, like you said, that sound behind your seat, like in a Boxster, it's, it's, it's right with you, isn't
1: it? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's uh, probably the biggest difference. And, uh, even, even like, you know, a passenger will say, man, it's so, you definitely can tell that the engine's behind you.
0: Right. Right. And the engine in a, in a Cayman, it's not so easy to work on yourself, is it? Because is it easy to get to the engine in a the Cayman?
1: There's a, uh, there's a, a cover for it that, you know, you can get to the top of it, It it has like a, a cover thing that you pry off. And then I think that there's like four bolts under that, but, uh, I don't know how much room there is to get your hands in there, so that's kind of why I don't want to work on it myself. It seems like kind of a pain,
0: yeah, bit bit too complicated, isn't it really?
1: really? yeah, and also that's like kind of like a bummer about it because it is nice just to be able to you know like pop pop a hood or like in the nine elevens pop the trunk and then you can see the engine right in front of you it It's yeah. kind of sad that you don't get to see the see the engine in the Cayman. but oh, yeah,
0: well. true, true. So what else what else are you looking for? Are you looking for anything else at the moment? So you've only bought this one a month ago. It's very new. Yeah. Um, you're obviously loving it. Uh, but are you are you still yeah. looking? Are you still searching for something else? Is there any other BMWs that you're searching for or any other Porsches that you you would mind getting a hold of?
1: I I got a uh, I think it was actually I can't remember if it was before or after I bought it. I think it, I think it was right before, but I bought a uh, uh, 1983 Mercedes-Benz uh 240D yep which uh man that thing is slow that is a slow car
0: yep <laughs> i saw that on your instagram and i was wondering when that was going to come in so the diesel w what is it w which series is it
1: uh
0: w123 w123 diesel apparently mm-hmm. the most reliable car right you can go for 400 that... 300,000 miles 400,000 miles no problem how many miles has yours got on it
1: this one's got hundred and forty-six. Okay, it's only low, and, and yeah, and I, uh, I, I was kind of looking for. I don't know why I got obsessed with them, but I, would, I just like the idea of something like super reliable, you know, and just like holding on to it for a long time and seeing, you know, how many miles I could get on it before, you know, it, it really bites the dust. But uh, I looked at one that had. Uh, Two hundred and forty thousand miles before I got this one and it was uh it it wasn't the one. It only got to 40 miles an hour. There's like a super vacuum leak with it, and it that just wasn't the one. I've gotten this one up to 80 and it feels like I'm going really fast. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just uh man, it's the I think like new, like as tested zero to sixty miles an hour time is twenty-one seconds with automatic. Really? It's yeah, it's 21 super seconds. Slow. Super, super slow. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, like 12 or something or, you know, 10 or something like that. 21 seconds.
1: Super slow. Like it is the slowest car I've ever driven. And they made slower ones before it, which is like <laughs> the surprising thing, you know? Which model is yours? 230. Mine's a 240D. 240D. I mean, yeah. look there, you know, once
0: again, another car that people are buying and, and searching out. I mean, I was looking recently at a, website here in the uk i can't even remember what it was called sls or some mercedes dealer and they've just got all old mercedes benz that i think mm-hmm. they work on and they sell them for a premium but they're fixed up and some of the prices are getting really getting up there you know they have some diesels yeah. on there they have some of the two doors on there you know what i mean they have a bit of variety um what's a, i don't want you to divulge the price but are these are those sort of mercs are they are they under like five grand in the u.s or less than that
1: uh, the non-turbo diesel ones, for sure. Uh, they won't be in the best shape, uh, but I mean, you can you can find like a two forty D, and this is the this is the slow non-turbo one. You can find those for like around three thousand dollars all day. So, and and they won't be in the best condition, but you can you know they'll still run and stuff like that.
0: So, what is in this 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 garage that you have? This garage that you and your dad share, that where you store all your cars? So, you've got your nine forty four, you've got the three one eight. You've got the other BM that you bought. Mm-hmm. You've got the Merck. What else is in there? What other German cars are in there?
1: Um, uh, well, my dad's got a couple of things in there. He's got he's got an old he's got another 2002 in there. Uh, okay. Old MGA, uh, okay. two Alphas. He's got like a 83 Alpha Spider, which is I really like that car actually, and an old Alfetta, Uh What year is the Alpha Spider? What? I think it's 83. I, or eighty three or eighty eight, I can't remember, but it's right. one of the last generations from right. before I went to a uh, because because I think they made them here in the nineties. But the, his is a, a graduate edition. Nice shape, like like from the movie.
0: Ah, right, it's the same as that one, right? Nice shape, nice yeah. shape. Wow, you've got a good you've got a good little collection there, though. Between you and your dad, you've got some really good cars. A lot of cars you have to do a bit of work to, though, right? Is that yeah. that's the whole that's what you enjoy, right? That's the whole fun of it that you can get these older cars. Like you said, you work on you work on planes so you you know you have the skill set don't you to work on these old cars so i guess it's it's and it's a fun thing to do with your dad as well right
1: yeah uh yeah it's a you know super fun fun hobby for me and him and uh yeah we we really like old cars and you know he, uh i'm happy that he taught me how to you know work on them and that like i got like you know appreciation out of it because i yeah. think a lot of people you know whenever like a car breaks down it kind of you know it, it does suck but it's also like It's fun to work on things, I think, you know?
0: Well, it's like a bonding thing with your car, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I remember my my dad used to always work on all these cars because that was just, you know, just how it was. That's just what you did. You just worked on your car. Um, You didn't really take it to a shop, so... I guess that's, things have changed over the years with the technology. Like you said, you know, even with the, even with your Cayman, Cayman S, you know, the technology gets a little bit more complicated, you know, the engine's a bit hidden. Do you really want to bother with it? So you, you have to kind of, and then you've got the resale value. You have to worry about the, what you're going to get when you sell it. So you have to actually use, you know, specialists, don't you?
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I got, you know, papers from a, you know, certified shop saying it, they'd probably like that more than you know, me saying, "Oh, I, I've, I worked on it myself." Yeah, <laughs> true, true. With with certain people, like you know, I mean, not like certain people, but sometimes it's like a Porsche you know, people. <laughs> yeah, it, well, if it's uh, what am I trying to say? Sometimes, whenever you buy a car and someone says they have done everything themselves, you're yeah. like, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh." <laughs> I was listening. I was listening
0: to a podcast the other day, um, and he was saying that when he sold his Porsche, he doesn't have own many Porsches now. It doesn't own any. And he said, when he was selling his Porsche, he said, it's like, I don't know what it is about Porsche people, but they come with like, they don't just come alone. They come with like three other people. <laughs> they have their paint meter, you know, they have yeah. their little, their, their thing to look underneath the car, their like bomb mirror and stuff like this. And, you know, it's like this whole process. Mm. We kind of laugh about it, but it kind of is a little bit like that, right? It does actually, has actually become a little bit like that where you're sort of overcautious. But um, yeah, I thought it was and, quite and funny. I totally...
1: I get that because, it you know, it makes sense because you don't want to get burned. But uh, I've, I've never really been uh, like, you know, I look over things and I try to make sure that, you know, I'm not getting anything with rust. But, uh, yeah, I could be more thorough, but it's all sometimes, you know, I don't feel like it.
0: Well, you've got a I mean, as a two car garage, you know, the transaxle and the Cayman, you've got a good two car garage. I mean, mm-hmm. I like the I like the 944s and the 968s and the 928s in white. I think it's a really good color in them. I think it suits it. Um, the Cayman's a great car. Let's just, let's just dream for a bit. Wyatt, if you, if you, your ideal Porsche garage, two or three car garage, what would you have in it? What, what would um, be, what would be the cars in that garage? If you, if you had money's no object.
1: Oh, money, no object. Uh, uh, 918 Spider and, uh, maybe a, uh, a 718 Cayman GTS or something like that. uh. And I'm not sure which ones, but one of them would be auto and one would be manual. Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even what you have
0: now, you could just add add a 911 to it. You know what I mean? And you've got a pretty yeah, that's good next car garage. The there it
1: is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, right now, uh, well, my, my interests change every couple hours, it feels like. But right now, I really like the... Uh, the idea, that, like, you know, in a couple of years getting a 991 or 992, just a base Carrera. And I kind of want to try a PDK okay. uh, w- with the modern stuff, you know. I think with, you know, something older, like with a 987 or a 997, I think I'd have more fun with a manual. But with the modern stuff, I'm, uh, I'm curious about how good a PDK is because people, people re- seem to really like them.
0: Yeah, people are really, most people say they're fantastic, right? And even with the I, GT3 or whatever, some people say it's still better to get a, you know, people prefer to get a, a PDK instead of a manual. So,
1: Yeah. I, uh, I drove a uh, Macan. It was, I don't know if it was a PDK or if it was just like, you know, a normal automatic, but that was my loaner car, or whatever they were doing the tires for me. But okay. I was like, I was like, man, this thing is super comfortable. <laughs> and it, the transmission on it was great. And you could put it in sport mode. I mean, you know, it's an SUV, but it's still it's still kind of fun. And it uh, revs super high whenever you put it in sport mode too, even whenever you aren't using the paddles. Yeah,
0: you can see why they're popular. You really yeah. can. I mean, it's still a nice-looking SUV. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a really nice-looking SUV. And the fact that it does have PDK and it is more sportier than, than the Cayenne um, does make a difference. Better transmission than the Cayenne. All right, what about um, what about drives? You've had the car for a month. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting to the end, but you've had the car for a month. Where are you going to plan? What are the what are the favorite favorite roads around Tulsa, around Oklahoma? I'm sure you've got amazing roads there that you've taken the nine four four on and the BMs on.
1: Yeah, um, in the city, uh, the city's built on a grid, so there's not much fun there. Riverside's all right, but you know you hit a stoplight every mile, so that's kind of a pain. But there's a uh, a park here that's uh on a mountain called uh oh what's the, the park's called Chandler Park. And I think that the road is called Avery. But okay. I could be wrong or, or the drive or whatever. But that is like a nice windy road and it's super green right now. And there's you know elevation changes and stuff like that, because it's a oh it's not a mountain, it's a big hill. But uh elevation changes and stuff like that. And the the day after I got it, I was just driving, you know, back and forth around Avery and uh just just having fun with the car I, I did that for like a couple hours actually just like <laughs> just having fun in it fantastic
0: what about outside of your area is there somewhere in the u.s you want to take go on a road trip in the in the cayman uh
1: i'd like to uh go back to north carolina and do those roads in a sports car like in the cayman would be sweet but uh there's also good roads in uh right over the border of oklahoma into arkansas there's uh you know, beautiful scenery roads with the roads are long and windy enough to, you know, have fun in. Yeah. But uh, in the mid engine, I've heard North
0: Carolina has great roads. Actually, someone who's been on under stories before people from North Carolina, there's some great roads through there, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a, it's such like, you know, uh, well, where I was at least was such like a mountainous area and we, uh, you know, we went, uh, on hikes and I, I think it was the blue Ridge mountains. I'm not entirely sure. But the roads around there, uh, there were so many motorcyclists and people just, you know, driving for the sake of driving there, it seemed like. And, uh, yeah, the the roads there were, were awesome.
0: Yeah, that's always a problem, though, no matter where you live, isn't it? All these great roads, if you're not there, like, at the crack of dawn, they're always so busy. Yeah. And there's always either cyclists, motorcyclists, cars, you know, same as in, in, in Australia when I'm back there. It's like it just gets so busy. You just can't really open it up and enjoy it because there's just so many people on the road. But um, yeah. it's a bit hard to avoid. Hey, um, I was, as I was saying before, you know, like, I don't know if I mentioned it before. Don't mention it about – so you're the youngest person on The Owner Stories, you're twenty five now, right? Yeah. So unfortunately fresh, fresh Chris twenty five. Twenty five. And Chris from <laughs> Tucson. Chris from Tucson, Arizona. Sorry, Chris, I know you're listening. Um, Chris held that title before. I think Chris was had his first one under thirty, but he wasn't twenty five, so you are now the youngest. So let's see if anyone else contacts me. <laughs> contacts me why to, to to break it to break Uh it but i think you've done well i mean you know like you're into the german cars you're into the bms you know fixing them up you know you've got that mechanical side of you know the mechanical knowledge you can work on your cars um you know and then you've gone into a slightly more modern porsche one you can still afford as well you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but a great car you know a 987 cayman s is in a manual is a great car i mean even a boxster of the same generation even a 986 boxster you know what i mean um yeah is a, is still a great car, and, and you can still get nine eight six Boxsters at very good prices. Would that would you look into? Would you think about getting a Boxster if you could find one at the right price?
1: Uh, yeah, I I uh, I really like the nine eight one. Uh, I the the one that I was looking at looked great, but uh, yeah, I, w- I would like a nine eight one. That'd be pretty cool. And uh, you can there's still deals to be had on the first gen Boxster, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not. I'm not looking for one right now, but I could, yeah. I could see myself getting something like that. Maybe just like, you know, to work on and have fun with.
0: Yeah. Good track car. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wyatt, that's about it. We're at the end. Anything else you want to share with the listeners before we go?
1: Um, no, nothing I can think of. Uh, just uh, I've, you know, I've, I like the podcast and it's super fun to, you know, put on, on the way to work and, you know, and, uh, you, uh, you and Steve, whenever you were saying like, you know, just like, just get it now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, why not? You know? And, uh, also, you know, my dad was saying, you know, whenever you get older, you might have like, you know, bills are like other responsibilities. So you might as well go Porsche, Porsche shopping now. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think
0: you've got, you know, the 944, I don't know if you intend on selling it, but you should hold on to it. You know what I mean. Those transaxles yeah. are—they're hidden. You know what I mean. They're still under—they're the, not under the radar, but they're still undervalued. I think for what they are. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. As is the 987. I know you said you—you you, know—you missed out, and it went up in price, and you know you had to pay a little bit more. But they're still—they're not really. You know, they're still a little bit lower than all the other cars. And I think the more and more people that can't get into 911s and can't get into that, people start looking elsewhere. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is what this is what happens, isn't it? Um, yeah there's not much yeah. left
1: yeah that's my plan with the 944 is get that uh, that battery tray sorted do a yeah. timing belt on it and then just you know just drive it every now and then some fun it. with it yeah. yeah
0: sounds good sounds good alright I'm just going to tell the listeners Wyatt to follow you on your Instagram yeah yeah and it's at y.it at y.it so go over to uh, Wyatt's Instagram give him a follow tell him you heard his story on owner stories and I think that's about it Wyatt Thank you so much for coming on uh, Porsche Cool today. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I, lo- I love talking about cars and it's nice, you know, to have someone else to talk about, you know, such a, like an obsession with, you know?
0: Yeah. And I like how you're so hands-on, you know what I mean? And I guess that's part of the We didn't really talk about you. What's it like? What's? Hang on, before we go, what's the difference mm-hmm. then? Fixing planes and fixing cars. What's easier? Um <laughs>
1: Uh, old car is probably easier. I, I do uh, Yeah, I do structures work. So uh, I do a lot of drilling and stuff and, uh, you know, things like that. So, I mean, yeah, I am I mostly do uh, structures work in airplanes. And you got to do some math with that, okay. which uh, is the least fun part, in, in my opinion. So but what uh, sort of
0: planes are you working on? What sort uh, of size?
1: Uh, Boeing 737s. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, mainly doing that.
0: Wow, that's great! Exciting.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a pretty good job, and uh, you know, my dad, my dad was saying, "Hey, you know, you should think about it because you like working on cars, but the planes pay a little bit better." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, why not?"
0: <laughs> so, is that in your local in in your in Oklahoma there in in, in Tulsa? Is there a, that's where they they have the Boeing thing there, or how does that it's, work?
1: It's uh, I work for an airliner here, but okay. uh yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a hub here for the airliner and uh, there's a maintenance space that I work right. at. I, I don't work, I don't do like a line maintenance. I'm like uh, doing heavy maintenance to where like they take everything out of the plane, you know, right. put, a, put stuff back in and do repairs on structures and stuff like that. Fantastic. Exciting, interesting, interesting job. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's been, it's been good so far.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And it helps pay for the Porsches. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, the you, and the I'll BMs. And the You're my addiction, yeah. And the Mercs. <laughs> <laughs> the German garage. The German garage. All right, Wyatt. Thank you so much. Much appreciated.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. It was great talking to you.
0: All right, everyone. Um, thanks for listening to the Portugal cool Podcast. That's Wyatt coming in from Tulsa, Oklahoma in the US with his 1985 944, his 08987 Cayman S um, manual plus his other cars, his BMs and his old Mercs. Um, And that's about it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Porsche Cool Podcast. Bye for now.